From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app, Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel, Kim Cunningham, meteorologist and social media manager at Agora Pulse, Jen Watson, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator, Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn Storm Spotter and Chaser, Phil Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, if you happen to be listening to us for the first time, uh, always thanks for tuning in. I, the curious part is, don't forget to check us out at stormfrontfreaks.com because you can check out all the past episodes that we've had with famous guests from the weather industry. Uh, we've had past storm chasers Jeff Piotrowski with us. Uh, the Weather Channel's Jen Carfagno has been on the show. Uh, and that's just obviously names a couple because this is episode 90 now. Uh, we've got hurricane and storm chaser Michael Koch of Weather Going Wild. Uh, he's joining us tonight. So uh, excited to have you on board, uh, Michael. We get to play our lightning round game show. And uh, don't miss our hashtag Weather Fools. And we're also bringing back our Weathers Believe It or Not segment. So that ought to be fun. But before we get to all of that, it's always happy hour every time we record at the show. Uh, so we always try and find out what everyone's drinking, stepping up to the bar, and letting you guys know, hey, we're just here having fun, having a good time with our weather guests. So we're going to find out what we're drinking. You can join us at home as well. MJ, what do you got tonight? All right. Sorry. I've got some <laughs> Modelo here. I'm, I'm having that problem you had last night when I wasn't around. The last episode, <laughs> when I wasn't around trying to switch things and talk at the same time. But there we go. There we go. Right. Wow. That's different. I don't think I've ever heard you drink that before. Yeah, no, that's I think a new that, one. That's new for you. That's new tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Venturing, venturing out a little bit yeah. there. All right, Maz, what are you drinking tonight? Hey, it's October, so I, ha- I called up my good buddy Sam Adams, and he said, let's <laughs> brew something special for you, a little Oktoberfest, just for me. I don't think they have this anyplace else. Especially brewed. Just, wow. just for me. Wow. Nice. I'll let you know, so yeah. Sam Adams, that's, that's, uh, that's a unique one. I've never heard of that one before. <laughs> Must be a small batch brewery, it's huh? It's a different, different guy. Yeah. All right. Dina, what are you drinking tonight? I'm just <laughs> drinking my Merlot, my Columbia Crest Merlot. You know, I'm not getting too fancy like you guys get with your beers. You know? Wino. You can't wino. go wrong with the Merlot. Can't go no, wrong you with can't. Merlot. It's good. You really can't. Nope. Well, mm-hmm. you can if you don't like wine. But uh, Brady, <laughs> uh, Brady, what are you drinking tonight, Phil, sir? It looked we'll like some orange there, crush. We'll get you there. This is not Orange Crush. This is a little, uh, I'm feeling the Christmassy spirit, a little cranberry juice, diet cranberry juice, and a little bit of rum. So it's uh, oh, huh. good. It's not bad. So we're, we're excited to have Brady back. So uh, Brady Brady uh, went on a sabbatical for a while, and, and now we get to have him back every once in a while. But uh, He's a better he, person. Brady, so Brady graduated. Myself. I found myself. And, and ever since Brady graduated with his atmospheric science degree at uh, – Ohio State University, he's now grown up and now he's got a job and yep. he's got like real big boy stuff to yeah, do. Yeah, he's got his big boy hey, pants all, on now. All my coworkers still come to me for weather forecasts. So I'm still, I'm still the good, guy. So that degree was good for something. Is that what you're don't saying? Get paid for it. Just don't get paid for it. <laughs> you know, you uh, could charge him. Just saying. There's, a way. there's always a way, right? And then, so <laughs> let's find out from our guests. Sometimes our guests like to join us, sometimes they don't. Kind of depends. I got a funny feeling, Michael, uh, up there in New York, you're going to join us tonight. What are you drinking, sir? 
keeping it simple. I just have a Heineken. It's normal. Heine. It's my go-to. Everybody All loves right. it. Gotta love the Heine. Everybody loves a Heine. That's yeah. almost yeah. kind of that's kind of fancy, I think. But uh, let let's do this. We want to find out a little bit more about you and our guests besides what you're drinking. So I'm going to turn it over to Maz. All right, Michael Koch, not just a Heine drinker, but a storm and hurricane chaser with weather going wild. Now he's a Long Island native. Michael and his father Richard have shared a passion, thrill, and excitement for weather since Hurricane Gloria way back in 1985 when Michael was seven years old. So I think we can do the math on this one just to let you know. <laughs> They've been chasing storms side by side now for over a decade. Michael studied meteorology at the State University of New York in Oswego and can be seen chasing hurricanes, tornadoes, and all kinds of weather in his blue weather going wild truck. Michael, is this the, is this the only one? There's only one weather going wild truck? It is. It's custom. It's custom done. Very nice. What's it oh, like? Wow. Uh, what's it like chasing with your dad? Um, you know what? We really don't chase as much as we used to. Um, we used to all the time. I mean, he literally before I had a license, he used to drive me to storms. So, but uh, now he's pushing 63, 64, <laughs> and some of these hurricanes are pretty violent. So uh, he's actually still got the passion and the willing to go. But sometimes I make him sit a, sit a few so hours. So how did that all start? Talk a little bit about that, because I think that's unique, don't you guys? Yeah, think? I've I mean, never seen chasing a... with your dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what What are the roots to that? It definitely started with Hurricane Gloria. I mean, my passion for extreme weather completely started with Hurricane Gloria. Like you guys said, I was seven years old at the time, um, and I can still remember it. I remember being huddled in my family's basement as the storm was approaching. And, you know, we started hearing the trees and, you know, debris hitting the house. And I remember at one point my father coming downstairs and uh, we were all huddled in the basement. My father came downstairs and asked his oldest son, me, if I wanted to come upstairs and check it out. <laughs> so uh, as I was, yeah. my mother was hanging on to my ankle at this point. <laughs> trying. That's to the difference there. between moms and dads. Dad's like, let's look. Mom's like, <laughs> so uh, when I got upstairs, I mean, I think we were probably entering the eye wall at that point. So I was looking out the bay window in my living room. And I mean, I, we just saw trees literally being ripped out of the ground. They weren't even like cracking and falling. You know, it was actually taking the soil with it. So it, you can hear the roots actually wow. the ground. And it, yeah. And, you know, after like five, ten minutes of watching it, all of a sudden everything just went completely calm. You know, like every chaser that I'm sure says, it was like a light switch. It just went from 100 miles an hour to zero in seconds. So uh, we ventured outside. You know, I remember being seven years old and climbing on the trees and uh, probably had 10, 15 minutes outside before we saw the back end of the eye approaching. Uh, we, we quickly made our way back into the house. And again, like a light switch, it just quickly back up to 90, 100 miles an hour. And, uh, yeah, there was nothing like it. I mean, being in that eye was just – that sparked my interest. I, I was like, all right, I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. at seven <laughs> years old. So. Was that it, is, that's, that's so super cool, but my mom jeans are kicking in. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. I'd be yelling at your dad. Was it, inside. Get out of there. Michael, was it during the eye wall or after the storm was over that child services stopped by? <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> We made it till after that. <laughs> next day, actually. So, so do you have? So, tell me the best story then, Michael, between you and your dad out chasing. You, there's got to be a good story of like a moment where it was like. Now, when you think about it, it was like a tear jerking 
dad's son kind of moment. Um, maybe there were multiple ones, probably. But but what, what's one? What's one of your favorites? Well, to be honest, there actually wasn't that many. A lot, <laughs> a lot it's not the feel good story I was going for. But. I, I feel you, but hey, Chase and Drake, come on, man. There's no crying. <laughs> so young at the time i really don't even you know it's all a lot of that is vague memories all the big stuff i've chased i've chased alone you know what he actually i'm sure you guys seen the interview um where we did recently during hurricane dorian together and uh this whole father's son storm chasing duo kind of came from that interview i'll give you a little backstory on that might not be the heartwarming story you were looking for. But, uh, <laughs> it sounds so, good, whatever it is. So go ahead. So, um, we were going down to Hurricane Dorian, you know, a month ago. And uh, my father actually has a condo in Myrtle Beach. So we drove down to Myrtle Beach. I dropped him off there. And uh, me and my friend Nick proceeded down to the Florida East Coast from there. And I was actually sitting in West Palm Beach with Reed Timmer, funny enough. And... Uh, I get a call from my father and he's up in Myrtle Beach and he says, you know, I got this reporter here. Now, this was a very, very pretty reporter. <laughs> and uh, she, like she was at a, one of the local gas stations in Myrtle Beach. And uh, she, my father went up to her and, you know, he's like, my son is a storm chaser. You know, you guys would love to hear from him. And, and he's like, actually, we're a duo. You know, we storm chase together. All the time. <laughs> So when he gets back up here to Myrtle Beach, we could probably do an interview with you guys together if you want. So he kind of blew it up a little bit more than it actually is. And since then, it's kind of taken off. A lot of people have actually contacted me wanting to hear about this father-son duo chaser. Like called uh, fake news. I don't know how long I can carry this story on, Pops, but uh, I'm going to have to let people know, you know, at some point. <laughs> now, how old's your, da your dad? Uh, he's 63. Ah, uh, he's still young. He's still young, yeah, yeah really. He's still young. Definitely young and hard. That's for sure. So, yeah. so, so, tell me then about Michael, because you chased Michael. I did, and, that, and, and it seems like that's probably one of the the most extreme, at least from a wind side of things. But tell tell us why why Michael probably would not have been a good storm for your dad to be in, which is why you don't choose to yeah, do that anymore. A uh, prime example, actually. Um, okay. Although, believe it or not, Michael was actually one of my safer chases, even though it was one of the strong or the strongest hurricane I've ever chased. But uh, Michael was actually a last minute decision for me. Um, I, like I said, I live up here on Long Island. So I had a I don't know if it was a wedding or a christening or I had something very important that I had to go to that day. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. They're like, well, we know the hurricane. I was like, no, don't worry about it. I'll be there. And then the hurricane started to strengthen and Michael's uh, outlook became more and more ominous. So I had to cancel last minute. I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it to this wedding. I have to go see this hurricane. <laughs> yeah, I, Sorry, I was, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Life of meteorologist. Come on, man. You yeah. can't blame me. I literally drove 17 hours straight to Panama City. Wow. Uh, I, mean, other I than was wondering gas, how long that took you. Other than gas stops, we, we drove straight. There was no nap, no nothing. It's wow. And when I pulled into Panama City for Hurricane Michael, the uh, tropical storm force winds were actually just starting to make landfall at that time. So I pulled in, you know, as it was pulling in. <coughs> um, it was it was pretty amazing, though. I, I remember we were sitting actually we were sitting on the beach beforehand. Normally, I like to go to a destination 
and do a lot of research on the area before the hurricane is actually going to make landfall. Check out hotels, check out structures, parking garages. That's smart. Yeah. Learn, learn the roads, you know, learn the routes, the ins and outs. But I really didn't have the opportunity to do that with this storm. So mm. kind of was pulling in there a little bit blind. Um, found the first big hotel we could, which was a Hilton in, um, what was the name of the town? It was actually Callaway, Florida, which is a little east of Panama City, right near Tyndall Air Force Base. Mm. And, um, Pretty much set up shop at this at this um, hotel. Storm started to roll in, and Michael was a different hurricane. Uh, as far as a lot of hurricanes, the winds will typically slowly climb 20, 40, 60, 80, 100. But Michael, at least for me in my experience, seemed to go from 30, 40, 50 up to 100, 120 really, really quickly. So, uh, Pulled up at the hotel. I was actually with a couple other chasers. I had Nick, Nicholas Isabella with me. Um, he was my chase partner for that trip. And we met David Baxter and Kyle Bauer at the hotel. And we pretty much set up shop there. I remember a lot of the other chasers actually went into the hotel as things started picking up. I decided to remain outside of my truck. I kind of just got this truck. It's a year and a half old. So it's my baby right now. <laughs> And wanting to drive it into every storm I could possibly see. <clears throat> so I was um, sitting out in the truck, me and Nick, we were live streaming. We were actually streaming for the Weather Channel at the time. And uh, we were looking at the large overhang. You know, every hotel has one of those like carports where you pull up and you get out and drop your luggage off. Mm -hmm. We were sitting there with that. And all the other chasers, a lot of people decided to park their cars under that for Ooh. safety. And I didn't think that was a good oh, idea. No. no, that's never a good idea. Didn't, I, I thought there was a good chance. I think. I mean, it was. It did have concrete columns, and you would think it would have been okay. Building but, up to a weather fool's clip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we sat in the truck. You know, winds kept picking up, picking up. I actually, watched that whole thing come down and crush all the cars underneath it. One of the uh, cars, one of the other chasers' cars, actually had a two by four that went straight through the windshield and pierced the driver's seat. I mean, oh, my God. In that car, they would 100% been impaled. Wow. Um, I actually spent the entirety of Hurricane Michael outside, as unbelievable as that is. Your dad um, wouldn't let you in the house or what? <laughs> no. Where's your mother? <laughs> I, you know, I, I really like to experience the weather. I, I'm, not, I'm not as crazy as it looks on my videos and on TV. I'm very safety first. But I happen to have a you know a very good solid structure, five story concrete building, and the winds were coming from behind the building, so I was able to you know be on one side of the building and really experience no wind. You know, it was all blowing around me. I could see the debris from either end just flying past me, but with my back up against this wall, I was able to spend the entire hurricane outside in the elements, which was really really cool. Wow. But you're essentially stuck there, right? Because you're not going to be able to move because yeah. you can't just run back inside because you have to run through that debris, you know, right? So um, we run through the debris and we run outside. And um, you guys know Josh Morgerman, Hurricane Man. He's got his own. Mm -hmm. channel. Mm -hmm. So we had been talking for a while back and forth on social media, but never met before. And uh, at one point, I remember I was on the east side of the building the entire time. So I wanted to go and see what was on the west side of the building. Well, it just turns out that Josh was at the same hotel I was for Hurricane Michael. 
And uh, he must have been on the west side of the building thinking the same thing. So we kind of just like ran into <laughs> each other in the hallway, like frantic little kids. And uh, he was like, Michael. I was like, Josh. Oh, very good to meet you. You know, really, really quick. He's like, all right, I got to go over here. I was like, all right, I got to go over here. And, you know, just kind of carried him on. Actually, if you watch the show, I've seen the show a few times. You watch the episode of Michael, you could see my weather going wild truck in the background and multiple amounts of his shots. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so when you're in the, the the peaceful side of the building, is there ever that like, I just want to poke my head around the corner? <laughs> Do you ever have that? You. Um, yeah. Basically the entire storm. So I was the one sitting at that corner of the building, you know, every once in a while trying to stick my arm out and and see how much further I can go. But I had a couple of other chasers that were standing like at the door trying to reel me back in, you know, yeah. watch out for that wraparound, watch out for the debris. And you know, like I said, I, I push limits, but I'm also, I, I'm, I'm a survivalist. So, you know, when it comes down yeah. to like almost a little bit of a doomsday prepper, I like to be prepared <laughs> and I and have everything I ever need and be safe about things. But I do push those limits. So, so Michael, what's your goal when you go into a storm? Is it like for a hurricane or a tornado to get, the closest you possibly can to it or is there like a well, distance yeah they're completely different obviously um yeah i've grown up i've been chasing hurricanes for 25 years so i'm really more of a hurricane chaser i didn't have my first trip chasing tornadoes so i believe it was 2012 or 2013 so only seven eight years i've been chasing tornadoes i've seen a lot of crazy tornadoes in that seven eight years but i'm more of a, a hurricane chaser than a tornado chaser so since you've been doing this for a while, if somebody else is going to chase hurricanes, what's the one thing I think the most important thing you could tell somebody to stay safe? Like what's your number one safety? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> number two, then what's your number two? You know what? A lot of, a lot of, you know, tornado chasing and hurricane chasing is very different in a tornado. You know, you, you want to get close. Everybody wants to get close, but you don't want to get into the tornado. You know, your goal is to be near it and get that, you know, great footage. But with a hurricane, you know, I go in there ready to go. I mean, if I have to spend the next week on a roof that's flooded out, I go in there knowing that that's a possibility. So um, you can never be too prepared. I would say if you're going to chase hurricanes, just have everything with you. The amount of stuff that I keep in the bed of my truck is, is crazy. Well, that's, and that's that, yeah, I was going to say, what is that? Tell, tell us what you bring with you. Yeah. I mean, gas cans is obviously the most important, probably number one thing when you're hurricane chasing, because it doesn't matter where you go, they're probably going to be sold out of gas. Um, but I mean, everything from tow ropes to jacks to two spare tires to I keep an air gun in the truck if I got a speed take off the tires. Uh, oh, plus, wow. A life jacket, goggles, a blow up raft, you name it. Wow. I have in that truck, a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, really. So mainly you, you want to be prepared with um, like stuff. Yeah. But as far as like your safety, like uh, as far as trying to stay safe, like being in a certain area, getting behind certain types of buildings, yeah. uh, staying so far away from what could be potential surge. Um. So I got a really good storm surge story for you if you want to hear it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So actually, I chased Hurricane Sandy, and that was kind of a special yeah. storm for me, even more so than Michael, because it, you know, it, it hit my hometown area, and it affected a lot of my family and friends. And uh, I had chased a lot of hurricanes before Sandy, so I'm well aware of what storm surge looks like. I'm well aware of the effects of it. I know not to mess with it. But um, hurricanes, every 
Hurricane has a different plan. Like Hurricane Michael, my plan was to get into the eye. I wanted to see the stadium effect of the eye, which I did, and it was amazing. But uh, with Sandy, I really – I knew there wasn't going to be that clear, sun-filled eye. So I really just wanted to get into the northeast quadrant of the storm and try to get the worst of the winds, if not the worst of the uh, storm surge and flooding. So I went to the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with New York, but uh, I went out to the Rockaways, which is like a little barrier island that hangs off the south shore of uh, Long Island. And there's only one road in and one road out. Man, you really stuck yourself out there, though. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> so when, when you go down, the, yeah, this was my, uh, one of my what were you thinking moments. I don't really have <laughs> many of those moments, but this was definitely, like I said, I was safe all through Michael, but uh so I, I went down into the Rockaways, and there was one main road that comes in. And as you're coming in this road, it's got a bunch of little turnoffs and all these little roads that go down to the beach. So I went probably 12 or 13 streets in before I turned down one of those roads to get up close to the beach. And we were probably at that point, I would say, two hours before high tide. So I figured I had plenty of time. I went out to the boardwalk to take some video. And uh, as I'm out on the boardwalk, the waves are already crashing underneath the boardwalk. <laughs> so I saw, stayed there for 5, 10, 15 more minutes. And as I'm sitting there, I see the first wave come over the boardwalk. Oh. So I'm like, all right, it's time to get out of here. And I turn around. As, as I'm jogging quickly down the steps towards <laughs> my truck. He's all an ass. <laughs> <laughs> As I get back to my truck, I start to see literally a wall of water just <gasps> rise and come over the boardwalk. Wow. And oh, as my God. Started, I'm in my van at the time. I, had a, I didn't have the weather going wild truck. I had a van at the time. I'm going reverse down this one-lane little road. I get back out to the main road, and I start going down the main road. And as I'm going down the main road, I look to my right, and I can see – down each one of these little roads that goes down to the beach, the water is just pouring. I mean, pouring in. And uh, I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I started paying attention. <laughs> that was a wow. moment, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little. You peed a little bit, didn't you? Just a tad. I get back to the point where the main part connects to the main part of Long Island, and the bay had already met the ocean at this point. So that piece of road is washed out for at least three, 400 feet. I personally am a very big believer in turn around, don't drown. I do not like to drive through high water at all. I don't like chancing it. It's just not my thing. I am a certified lifeguard, so I can handle myself. But at the same time, it's just not my thing. So uh, I get to the intersection and I see this three, 400 feet of water just rushing over, rushing over the road. And at this exact time, here's his father's story. My father calls me and he says, how you making out? <laughs> Great dad, thanks. Like, oh, uh, let, me, let me call you back in a couple minutes. He's <laughs> like, all right, promise you're going to call me back. Promise. You know, I'm 41 years old, but my parents still check up on me on every storm. <laughs> so uh, I'm standing at this intersection. And at this point, I'm thinking, all right, I'm spending my night in the Rockaways. I got to find a place to park the truck up high, and I'll just find some place to sleep. It'll be fine. And as I'm thinking this, I see a little Honda Civic coming in the other direction towards me from the mainland onto the Rockaways. And uh, as soon as he hit the water, I mean, the water already hit his bumper at that point. Oh, no. And it started going over his hood. Oh, no. Oh. I'm, oh my gosh. I'm like, all right, thank God I'm not this idiot that made this move. I made the right decision. 
And as I'm saying this in my head, I'm thinking it. Here comes this Honda Civic. But, 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 it keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. Finally, this guy made it all the way across. Three, four, no. and a little Honda Civic. Water wow. good. Made it all the way across. So at this point, I'm looking at the road, and it's kind of partially parted because he just came through it. So I'm thinking now is my chance. If I want to go, it's now or never. So I decided to go for it. I figured if a Civic can do it, my van can do it. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I get oh. about halfway across. And as soon as I get a, reach about the halfway part, the van starts going putt, putt, putt. Oh, no. Now I'm rolling down my window thinking, all right, I'm about to climb out the window and swim for sure. Goodbye to the you, van. You realize that when that water parts, Michael, it, it moves back <laughs> in pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, turns out, luckily I putted my way all the way across and I ended up making out to the other side. And as soon as I made it back to the mainland, I actually looked back. I had to be the last person off the mainland, uh, off the Rockaways and back onto the mainland that night. And uh, as soon as I got back to the mainland, I don't know if you guys know much about Sandy, but it sparked a bunch of fires in the Rockaways. Mm. And there was like 15 to 20 houses or something. Oh, that caught wow. Fire. And, you know, 85, 90 mile an hour winds and flooded out roads and a fire, there was no way to stop it. You know, there was no fireman that could get to it. The wind was blowing it from house to house to house. So I could actually see the glow of all the fires just starting the minute I got back to the mainland. So I, I really got out of there kind That's of just. What time was uh, that? Um, I think high tide was, don't quote me on this, but I think high tide was like 6, 7 p.m. So it had to be uh -huh. like just after sunset, you know. Okay. It was just wow. getting dark out, but yeah. And I'm I'm still curious what happened to the guy in the Honda Civic. Yeah, where was he going, and why was he going? I, think, I guess he was sense. on his house in the Rockaways, and he was yeah. very. But in the middle of a hurricane. That's, that, like, that's, come a, on. that's a that's a good plug. Good plug for. Uh, Honda Civic, but hey, uh, all of our, uh, if you're a big, if you're a chaser, you like chasing, you want to consider chasing, or you just, you're a weather geek, a, a meteorologist, weather fan, uh, you got to check out the Mid-Atlantic Chaser Con. This is coming up at Saturday, October 26th. Um, it's going to be at the Science Museum of Virginia in Richmond. They've got speakers from the National Weather Service, TV, and the private sector, including John Scala, Howard Bernstein, and Brad Panovich. Uh, they're going to have a Friday night social mixer with pizza at the Hampton Inn. Uh, and if you're a chaser, you can share your chase videos and photos, or you can watch uh, other people's stuff. And attendees, get, get this, attendees, you're going to get an exclusive Stormfront Freak sticker at the door. Uh, online tickets are 30 bucks. They end midnight, October 20th. Uh, so by the time we air this podcast, audio uh, version, uh, we're going to be upon the deadline after that. Walk-up tickets are available for $40 via mobile pay methods only. So they're not going to take credit, check, or cash. So it's like PayPal and Vinmo, Vinmeo and all those kinds of things um, uh, only at the door. So try and get in if you can at the $30 rate. Uh, to get that, you go to midatlanticchasercon.com. Again, that's midatlanticchasercon, one word, Com. So we're going to go ahead and take a uh, quick break. Go ahead and refill your drink. And uh, we're going to get ready for the lightning round with Michael. Uh, so we will be uh, right back and maybe get some more good stories.
Felicity.co is the leader in weather-themed clothing and accessories for the Stormfront Freak and you. Besides a creative line of weather-themed t-shirts, footwear, bags, and more, they also carry an exclusive line of Stormfront Freak's podcast gear and drinkware. Get a 10% discount on your entire order when you use the code SFF for Stormfront Freaks at checkout. That code again is SFF. Find it all at Helicity.co. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, We've got uh, Hurricane and Storm Chaser uh, Michael Koch is with us tonight. Uh, We've been talking a little bit uh, hurricanes and chasing uh, I want to jump back a little bit, Michael, to your your truck. So this this blue truck, and find out a little bit. Number one, what what prompted you to put a bunch of money into a brand new pickup truck that you're going to decorate, and yet you're like, I can't wait to get it into the middle of a storm, you know, where it's, it's going to get bashed and 100%. bruised and yeah. beat up. I, I guess what prompted that whole thing, and and where the and I made the mistake of calling it weather gone wild. I wonder why, <laughs> uh, but it's weather going. He corrected me. It's, it's weather DVD going collection. wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us about this truck. Um, you know what? I dreamed of having my own storm chase vehicle since the first day Reed Timmer put the Dominator out on the street. You know, <laughs> I think every chaser the day that thing came out said, "I need one of those." <laughs> <laughs> but for me, you know. Like I said, I didn't get into tornado chasing until a little bit later. I think it was 2012 or 2013. And uh, one of my first seasons out there, I actually met and seen uh, Greg with the Tornado Hunters team. And he's got the black and orange yep. uh, storm chasing trucks. I don't know if you guys have seen them. The Green mm-hmm. Pumpkin. And yeah, it's beautiful. So the minute I seen that, I said, that's what I'm going to do. I've actually talked to him multiple times since then. I tell him, you know. Your truck was the inspiration for my truck, and every time he says, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> also, Mike, what kind of insurance do you have, man? I, I was thinking that that plan. would be a good insurance um, yeah. I'm still paying the truck off. Uh, I have definitely have full coverage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, actually, it was painted by a friend of mine. Kid, kid is never. It's it's not wrapped. It's a hand. It's hand painted. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. airbrush, hair hand painted. Wow. What's his name? um, He goes by, it's called Andaluz, A-N-D-A-L-U-Z. And if he's done some great work. Young kid, too. I think he's in his maybe 30 or young 30s. He uh, he owes you now, man. (laughs) You know what? He actually did a real, I brought him, I bought a brand new white Dodge Ram. And my original idea was maybe you could put like a a black lightning bolt along the side. (laughs) Pretty creative. Yeah, that was pretty much it. <laughs> and uh, he kind of just went wild. I don't know if you've all seen the truck, but he pretty much went wild with it. Changed the entire color of the truck to like that hale green, bluish color. Put clouds into it, lightning. It's, a, I mean, it's really a, a driving mural. He made the, uh, the gas cap. The gas cap actually looks like the moon. You can see the divots and everything that he did. Wow. Look at that picture right now. It is badass, man. That is yeah. badass. Wow. Well, it was the first truck that he ever painted. He's done a bunch of painting. If you look him on uh, up online and on YouTube, you could see all of his work. He did a mural of LeBron James. That's incredible. Wow. Um, he actually got called by Jay Z to go uh, to the Barclay Center. Really? Had to airbrush all the girls that were dancing on stage. The kid, <sighs> he's really incredible. <laughs> so 
artist. You know, so metal, that's where Weather Going Wild came from. <laughs> <laughs> wow. and the girls. It actually used wow. to be Weather Gone Wild, but at some point I kind of had to change it over because I was getting too much of that, you know? I was driving my van. Got back a cease today. and desist letter. Or what? <laughs> yes. Woo! My girl driving by in the truck, picking up their shirts. And, <laughs> oh my god! Trying to be geared towards weather. It wasn't really mixing through well. Oh. Was it during Mardi Gras? I mean, I was in New Orleans for Mardi Gras. That's yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, the kid really does phenomenal work, and uh, I think I actually made out on the deal because you know, in the beginning, he was like, "Oh, it's going to cost." So and so, three, four thousand dollars. I was like, okay, no, no problem. You know, a thousand more dollars in the wrap sounds like a good deal. Let's go with that. And then after a week of him painting it, you know, he came back to me and was like, so it's going to be a little bit more money. <laughs> I didn't realize how much paint I was going to use. That, and I guess there's special pen tips that have to go on, you know, his paintbrush or however it works. And I was like, all right, you know, whatever it is, no problem. And then a week later, he came back to me. So I think it's gonna, <laughs> I was like, all right, we, we can't go too much higher. I agree. Just keep the it. truck, man. Keep the truck. I let him actually put his name on the side of the truck. It's up by the back, um, the back That's of cool. the bed, because he does such incredible work, and I'm always willing to help out. You know, good. He's a good kid too. I'm always yeah. willing to help out good people that help me out. So I think it actually cost him money to do my truck, but it really did came out beautiful. I well, still now look at all the advertisement he's getting. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? So, what do you do next? Hailstorm you get into? Oh, I don't care at all. It, it is by no means okay. a show truck. The more dense, the better. So, yeah. so there's no more paint job. The the paint job wow. that's on there is a paint job that stays on. Yes, until the weather takes it off. Got wow. it. <laughs> then just wow. make it a big moon with divots yeah, and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Big golf. Oh my god. So, Michael, what do you do in the office? So you said you love to chase hurricanes the most. What do you do in the off season? Like, I guess winter storms. Is it so? What actually, the southern hemisphere? Maybe he's an accountant. What actually works out for me is I, I actually do heating and air conditioning work. Is my main job. How I fund all my storm chasing. Nice. Um, so, being that I live here on Long Island in the winter, I do. I, I mean, I work sixteen hours a day, seven days a week in the winter doing heating work, and. Uh, it works well because you know I'm get I'm driving around to fix people's heat at the same time. If a blizzard is happening, I have to be out anyway to fix these people's heat. So I chase blizzards all winter while working okay. up here in the summer, uh, in the winter, and then I have all summer off to go out. I spend the entire month of May out in Tornado Alley and a lot of August and September chasing hurricanes all over the planet. So hmm. it really works out well. My main job with my storm chasing. Yeah. Do you, do you drive the going wild uh, vehicle to your sites? I do not. I do not. I've only oh, had the cool. that'd be cool. That'd be part of the brand, man. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've only had the uh, the truck for about a year now. And actually, last winter, we got very little snow here on Long Island. So I haven't even really had the opportunity to yet. So where's the farthest you've gone to chase? Um, New Mexico, Arizona, probably. I haven't gone all the way to the West Coast, but I've gone to. I haven't gone out of the country yet. Okay. Um, that's probably my next move. That's probably like where I'm at right now. I'm probably gonna actually not join up with Josh, but start, you know, going like he goes to Tokyo and Japan, and and I wanted Getting to make sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably my next my next achievement that I want to get done. Are you gonna get the truck there? That's a good question. That is a good question. <laughs> I might have to let the truck stay home for those. So what what goes into Michael when when you? Because I think it's a little easier 
and and that might just mean, but I think it's a little easier to, when you're making a decision what storms to chase uh, for supercells and and things of that nature. If you're out in the plains or really anywhere, um, but when it comes to a hurricane, what makes you decide to go? What decisions are going through your head before well, you decide? Okay, I think I'm going to go after this one. There's a lot of things, a lot of factors. Um, I mean, the first factor is usually strength. If it's not going to be stronger than a Cat 1, it's usually probably not going to be for me. I, you know, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more stubborn. I've seen a lot more. So, you know, now I want to top it and top it and top it. And now since I was standing in the eye of Hurricane Michael, it's going to be hard for a lot of That's things. That's hard to top. Yeah. I mean, the eye of that hurricane was just really, that was my first eye where you could stand in the middle of it and really see that stadium effect. All I mean, it was like standing on the 50 yard line wow. with a college stadium around you in the sky. It's hard to explain how incredible that yeah, view and the picture is. doesn't do it justice, does it? It really, does. yeah. it really doesn't. You know, it's a lot like the, um, I don't know if any of you guys seen the total eclipse that we had a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was the yeah. same thing. You know, I was never a big uh, astronomy guy. I, I like astronomy. I like all, all science, but it never really piqued my interest to go out there and chase a total uh, eclipse. But man, I was so glad I did when I chased that thing. I went down to—I was forget the name of the town. It's, it's a lake in South Carolina that was in the path of totality. And you know, I had seen 99, 98 percent before, and I was like, "Oh, what do I got to see totality for?" But the difference between totality and 99 percent is mm -hmm. night and day. Really? It, it's really that kind. Yeah. Oh my God! To stand in that total uh, eclipse. And see that 360 degree sunset on the horizon all the way around mm -hmm. you, and then just see a black hole in the sky with sun rays pouring Is, out. Isn't that awesome? It I mean, really was. Wow. Wow. MJ, where were you? Because you did that too, right? Yeah, we we were in central uh, ne central Nebraska, the city okay. central Nebraska. Yeah, okay. um, Carrie was actually of uh, SBL Live. I think uh, SBL Media. I think Carrie was actually over in that area. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and, that and it really, is amazing because I was shocked by how, the, how beautiful uh, that thing was. Did you guys see the special effects, like the snakes and stuff with the shadows, just because of the tricks of the light? Um, I saw it on actually a lot of Carrie's films and shots because he's an excellent photographer. Yeah. I am by no means a photographer. I still shoot with my iPhone. I'm very like your pictures, man. It looks the pictures you have on your website are pretty awesome. I don't know about I that. that. I appreciate that. I, I get at that a lot that people are shocked that I've been shooting with my iPhone my whole career. But yeah, I, I know nothing about photography. Really? I'm hanging out with a lot of photographers, so I'm I'm learning things. But yeah, nothing. or or models that hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I have an eye for it, but as far as technically using a camera and adjusting the aperture and this and that, no idea. No. no yeah. And that's the sound. Uh, it is time for our lightning round. So, Michael, this is our game show of flashy questions for our guest. Uh, we always invite everybody else that's listening to play along, and, and we always encourage our freaks to sometimes pitch in as well. We're, we're going to play an old favorite uh, just because of your history, and, and this is one, Michael, that we call Hurricane or Supermodel. Ah! Oh, I love this one. Good old Hurricane or Supermodel. Uh, uh, yeah. So here's, uh, it's fun. here's how this one works. Uh, I'm going to give you the, a name, and it's and I'm going to ask you, is it a Hurricane or Supermodel? So it's either the name of a 2020 hurricane, so a hurricane next year, part of the, the NOAA's uh, list of A through Z hurricane names, 
or it's the name of a popular supermodel. And I don't know if you're up on your supermodel names, uh, but I think we're going to find out. I think we're going to find out. You know, I think the last time we played this, Professor Hobgood got a 100% score. He might have. I think he did. You got, yeah, you got some big shoes to fill here. Computer models, supermodels. It's exactly (laughs) the same. I don't want to give it away, but we're not going to have Giesel again, are we? No, we don't. You know, but I did. I saw. I saw that name. I saw. I saw her, and I'm like, I should bring her back just because I botched her name so damn bad. Uh, but here we go. All right, uh, Michael, you ready? Play along here. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So here we go. The first name is Renee. Renee, is that a 2020 hurricane or a super? You're not cheating, are you? You're looking at something. Yeah, he's looking. I got, I got people texting me left. Oh god. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just making sure you're not cheating. So Renee, is that a uh, 2020 hurricane or a supermodel? 2020. So this is next year's storm. So, yes. Um, Renee. I don't know any supermodels named Renee. So let's go with Hurricane. Hurricane. You would nice be correct. One. That That's that fair. is a hurricane. All right. Next one is Janice. Hurricane or supermodel? Uh, I'm going to go supermodel on that one. You would oh, be no. correct. Wow. That's Janice Dickinson. Uh-huh. What? Oh, yeah. I, I, see, I'm not. I used to be up on, on the supermodels like back in the. 80s, 90s. You know, I knew all the Cindy now. Crawfords, and yeah, yeah. I, know. I feel like Jim Dickerson's pretty old. All right, next one. Who? Maybe I don't know. Uh, next one is Hoyt. Hoyt, uh, Hurricane or Supermodel? Uh, I'm definitely gonna go Hurricane on that one. Really? Oh, really? Really? That Hoyt is, does not sound like a supermodel. That is incorrect. Hoyt, Hoyt Richards. Hoyt. Hoyt got to be. Got to be from Europe. And or this something. is a girl, right? No, that's a boy. Oh, oh, right. Right. Well, I didn't know There's we were doing boys. Man. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> you are sexist, Dina. I guess Hoyt and Toit kind of rhymes. I was with her. I'm like, wow. That's, that's gosh. Gosh. What, I didn't what, know we were doing men, too. Yeah, come on. Hey, what, what's the women's movement that's going on right now? Hashtag what? The Extinction Rebellion, right? No. No, anyway. I'm sorry. I, we need one now yeah. if we're going to have that kind of attitude. Dina. Okay. Right. I give up. I'll All shut right. up. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> here we go. Omar, Omar, hurricane or supermodel? Uh, I'm going to go hurricane on that one as well. That is a hurricane for next year. Um, Marco. Marco. I was waiting for someone. I know. Good job, man. All right, Marco, is that a hurricane or supermodel? I'll go hurricane. That would be correct. Marco oh, is nice a hurricane. Job. Uh, you know, and I just realized this. No, you're not. Uh, <laughs> here, here's the next one. Miranda, hurricane or supermodel? Oh, I have to say supermodel? <laughs> I screwed Oops. that up. Yeah, because we already covered the M's for next year. All right. Irina, Irina, hurricane or supermodel? Um, I mean, we had a Hurricane Irene already. So yeah. Doing Irina. I'm going to say that's a supermodel. That'd be a supermodel. Wow, nice. So it's Irina Shake. S H A Y K. Shake. Shake. And it was Miranda Kerr, by the way, was the supermodel. Uh, Miranda. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Uh, here's the next one. Oh, and this is a tough one, too. Isaias. Go ahead. I S A I A S. I think that gives it away right there. Yeah, I was going to say. I say it. It's I-S-A-I-A-S. I say it. I don't oh, know. It's, how a, it's a super cane. People in the audience are calling it a super cane. All right. Hurricane or supermodel? Uh, I would guess that's some supermodel. Let's go supermodel. You were going to say chick, weren't you? I that is say. wrong. You were going to say chick. Uh, <laughs> however you pronounce boring. that name, <laughs> it, it, is a, uh, it is a hurricane. No. 
No way. Good, good luck to everyone People on the air. Oh, my way. God. I totally yeah, got that wrong. Seriously, wow. good luck. Michael's wow. New York. He's like, I thought it was some chick's name. <laughs> All right. Uh, two more. We got two more. Next one is Tyson. Tyson, Hurricane or Supermodel? Um, oh. I'm going to say that's a supermodel, but that's a great hurricane name. It's a yeah. supermodel. Tyson wow. Beckford. Yeah. Could you imagine? Hurricane Tyson's gonna knock you out. I would definitely. Oh, that would be good headlines. I hit him in the head and he fell down. All right, the the last one, the last one, Paul, Paul, hurricane or supermodel? Uh, supermodel. I don't know. Uh, that's a trick question. It is none, and and the reason why. Oh, he's getting so. So here's the reason why. The last one was Teddy. Well, we just covered Tyson, so I did another screw up there. That's uh, what, uh, the yeah. last one was Teddy, and Teddy is a hurricane name. That's what the hurricanes wear. So then you said, yeah. So I just said Paul. Hurricane. You know, and there's probably a Paul supermodel somewhere. There's got to be. I'm not familiar with. There's got to be. But anyway, Michael, great job. You did outstanding. Um, tell you what, how, how can our listeners uh, find and follow Weather Going Wild? Uh, it's that simple. You can follow, find me at Weather Going Wild on all formats. I usually use Instagram the most. Or you could actually follow us at uh, CaptureTheStormTours.com. It's a storm chasing company that we're working on building together. So you want to pull over to our website at CaptureTheStormTours.com. Check that out. Cool. That sounds good. All right. All right. Yeah. So it sounds like a good follow. So here's what we got. Hey, uh, we were talking about um, Chaser Cons. We've got the ninth annual Indiana Storm Chaser Conventions coming up Saturday, November 16th uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. This is going to be at the Hendricks County Conference Complex. It's kind of near Indianapolis. It's on the, the west side of Indy. Uh, speakers include chasers, National Weather Service staff, professors, even emergency managers, um, and attendees get an exclusive Stormfront Freak sticker at the door. Uh, I believe uh, Kerry is actually listening in. He's, I believe he's speaking at that one. Cool. Um, yeah, but yeah. you can also get the sticker at the door. They also have a Friday night icebreaker. This is going to be at the Spring Hill Suites in Plainfield, Indiana. This is going to be beginning at 6 o'clock on Friday night. Uh, and SVL Media does a great job hosting that. Um, with lots of, I had my first, uh, Michael, uh, what's that three-layer cake with different colored cakes that's big in New York? You know what, what is that called? I and I don't know who, if Carrie brought that. or makes them all the time, but I'm not a sweets guy. I do not I, remember what it's I called. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, I had it. It was delicious. So SVL Media brings some good stuff. They bring some New York bagels and all kinds yeah, of good things. Uh, you can get, uh, registration is open right now online for $25, but... For an exclusive 20% discount on your registration, what you have to do is go to IND ChaserCon. So IND for Indiana, ChaserCon.com slash SFF. And if you go to that website, you can actually register 20% off uh, the, the price right now. So again, go to IND ChaserCon.com for more information. Go to indchasercon.com slash SFF for the 20% discount. SFF for Stormfront Freaks. Uh, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a, a final break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have our good old weather fools. And, of course, weathers, believe it or not. So stay tuned. <laughs> 
this is Jen Carfagna from the Weather Channel, and you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the moon. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I know it's everyone's favorite time of the show. It's Weather Fools. You know, for anyone that's watching the show that's new to the show or doesn't know what the segment is, Basically, us as the freaks are going out on the internet. We're looking for people that did something stupid or silly that related to the weather. And that could be a video. It could be a picture. It could be whatever. We've seen everything here on the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Dina, I know you have a weather fool. Who is your weather fool this week? Okay. Now, this one has been going around on social media. Uh, this was John Oliver discusses the tension between the public and private worlds <laughs> predicting weather. Yeah, Phil's laughing. You saw it. Now, this is a long one, like oh, over 16 minutes. So this is something good while you're having lunch <laughs> and you can sit there with headphones. But the beginning of it, I'm going to kind of play through it. Um, he's talking about how different weather is going on and how people talk about it. So there's this meteorologist that gets on and somebody in the studio goes, buddy, I thought it was going to snow. And he's like, can't you just, just be nice and just take what I give you. It's, it's really kind of funny as he goes through it and you've almost got to see it, but search for John Oliver um, with the weather. And it, it just goes through everything. And then they start making fun of like AccuWeather. They take a few pokes at the weather channel. I mean, it is so funny and I cannot tell you how many times is i've seen this on on social media this week phil you were laughing you saw it didn't you i saw it yeah, yeah. no it was good it, it, it was it's uh, funny it was good. Yeah, i saw I, it too. i saw it live it was actually a stuff. oh, oh did, did you see it it's good like i was gonna just show the beginning part of it but you really got to watch the whole thing yeah just put your headphones on and eat your breakfast or your lunch while you're that, at work it's that weatherman had just yeah. given up he, he gave up he's he like gave up. just Take what I give you. Can't you just be happy? So, Dina, that's on YouTube, you said? Yeah, it is. It's okay. um, yeah, it's too long to go over, but just Google YouTube and John Oliver, and you'll find it. Okay, cool. But we'll put it on episode 90 of the show notes. Your yep. Cheerios coming out your nose, though. Right? <laughs> if you're eating Cheerios, only if you're eating them. All right. Breakfast champions. Yeah. Or that's Wheaties. Phil, I don't know. Phil, I know you got two. Uh, so let's get to you. Who are you? I I, uh, I do have two. So so one is uh, I came across this article. What was this in Metro? Oh yeah, Metro.co.uk. But this was, uh, and I'm trying to think where this was taken. But it's a picture. It's in Colorado. So Colorado obviously recently uh -huh. went through uh, some snowstorms and everything. But someone took a picture while they were on the uh, interstate of a red pickup truck with the tailgate down. It's snowing outside. Oh and there's God. a poor Malumut oh, dog. dog in the back of the pickup mm. truck covered in snow uh, and driving on the interstate with the tailgate down. Terrible. What and is wrong with that person? Wh whoever that was that didn't, I mean, and, and granted this, right, the argument might be, well, it's a, it's a snow dog, right? It's a sled dog and... They like the snow. I, I don't think that dog looks too happy sitting in the back of that oh. pickup truck with the tailgate down, driving down the interstate. No. Not at all. It's snowing out right now. In Not fact, too happy. In fact, Phil, I think we did something on weather.com about it too, and they had a vet on, and the vet said, oh, my God, no. That is way too cold for yeah. that dog. Yeah, not good. Not no. good. So whoever that, who's ever driving that truck, and you can almost see the license plate <laughs> yeah, number. There if it anybody is. knows yeah. a red pickup truck, 
Uh, license plate ending in FD848. Uh, give him some help. You're an yeah. We got a word for that in Ohio. It's called a dingus. That's yeah. what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one uh, is from Japan. And uh, it's someone was taking a video of a tornado. So you can, you can see this. This was on Twitter. And uh, it is at C-H-A-M-A underscore T-A-K-U-Y-A. But they are taking a video of uh, this tornado. They're in a high rise. I don't know how up they, how high up they are. Uh, you could only venture to guess. I don't know. What do you think? Ten stories? Ten. Stories? I was thinking ten. And and there is a tornado that is coming. I mean, it's it's coming close. And I that would not be where I would be. Right? I would not <laughs> want to be on the tenth floor of a high rise on a balcony, videotaping a tornado that is. You see some power flashes Ooh, yeah, there. Yeah. You know, that's that's wow. what few hundred. Hundred yards away, maybe. I mean, that's less than a mile away, half a mile maybe. What do you think, Michael? That, How close is that? Uh, it looks like a half a mile to a mile. I think. Yeah. That was, I'm just looking at the video. I think was that the tornado that was in the hurricane that just made landfall over there? I believe it was. Because they don't they don't get hurt they don't get a lot of tornadoes. Yeah. But obviously the 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 typhoon certainly probably created that, but. Um, Anyway, just a recommendation: yeah. don't, uh, yeah, don't be videotaping hurricanes on the or, uh, hurricanes for that matter, or tornadoes <clears throat> on the tenth floor of a high yeah, rise. High rise. Yeah. No way, no way. That is not in the chaser handbook. That's for sure. Definitely not. All right. Uh, so I do have one weatherful as well. Um, mine comes from uh, at Ryan Maui. Um, he's a popular guy on uh, Twitter. Um, and this comes from the Extinction, Extinction Rebellion, which I don't know if you guys have followed this, but they've been like blocking streets. They've been blocking public transit. Um, so what these guys do in this video is um, is they're basically up on top of a train, preventing it from moving. And guys are pissed because these guys have done it for days in a oh row. Oh, my God. What and the people hell is going on taking their own here? hands And they just start dragging these guys off the train. And getting them out of there because they're like, we got to go to work, you know, let us go to work. <laughs> it's got to be New York. It's <laughs> now, this is actually in London um, oh. where they have done this. So what, what, where's the, cl- what's this have to do with weather? Well, it's Who's climate. the weather fool here? It's okay. climate, you know. Okay. Oh, so, a climate one. Oh, God, I get it. Climate. Got yeah. it. Okay. Which climate is not weather. We all know that, but it's, it's <laughs> weather. It's related to climate, I guess. Got it. Okay. I, I, I wasn't making the connection at first. Yeah, because well, the Extinction the Rebellion, yeah, their yeah. whole their whole cause is global warming is going to kill us in 12 years, so we need to make a statement, right? Okay. That's, got it. That's they got dragged off the train. So, yeah, we're going to prevent you from going to work. That's how <laughs> exactly. Make a statement. I mean, there have been protests. Doing your here. jobs to I feed mean, your families. Yeah. The, Using mass transit. In a lot of these major cities, there's have been protests that have they've exactly. been blocking freeways. So it's it's, you know, you could see it in your hometown pretty soon here. That's dangerous, know. too, a freeway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So uh, you can find all of these uh, weather fools at our website, stormfrontfreaks.com, in the show notes section for episode 90. Or you can find them on your favorite podcast app as well. So very good. All right. Hey, Dina, let's uh, let's bring back our new or new segment. Let's just bring back. It's now an old segment at this point. Uh, weathers, believe it or not. You remember the old show, Ripley's Believe It or Not? And then they brought something up like, is this true? Is this fake? Mm-hmm. So um, 
Phil, you said you had one, right? I've, I've got a couple interesting stories that, that I discovered. One, one uh, one's the, the tri-state tornado. So this was a tornado back, it was March 18th, 1925. Yep. And uh, this tornado went through the states of Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana. And of course, you don't necessarily have to be from those states maybe to have, have heard about this. But it's known to be the single most deadly tornado in history. Mm. There was 695 confirmed deaths Wow! to its name. And understand that is more than twice as many deaths that the second deadliest tornado ever produced. So that's wow. how huge uh, and deadly that this particular tornado was. So 695 confirmed deaths uh, stretched from Missouri to Indiana. The funnel traveled over 200 miles. Whoa. Uh, from the point of origin, and uh, it ranked as obviously an F5. Uh, and I read that that Noah didn't rank it an F5, but it was only after the fact that um, uh, I believe it was Ted Fujita that studied this tornado and gave it an F5. When was this? Well. Uh, March 18th, 1925. Wow. So it's kind of mid-March, you know, uh, for the Midwest. That's Yeah. Um, that is a little early. A little early, yeah. yeah. For especially something that big, that's crazy. Yeah. So that's one that I thought was interesting. The the other one I've got is, um, and Michael, you're out east, and so not a ton of tornadoes um, out there. But there was a tornado that struck Washington D.C. on August twenty fifth, eighteen fourteen. Ah, yeah. And what's what's interesting, you've heard about this. So what, what's interesting about this particular that. tornado is it's credited with driving the British invaders out of the city and preventing them from carrying out any further destruction. So they had burned the White House uh, the day before. And so the British were in the city and this tornado came and uh, they they took off. They're like, you know, screw this. We're, we're not staying in this town. And, and the interesting, one of the things I read was one of the uh, British generals or whatever made a comment to uh, one of the the uh, American. Uh, and I don't know who it was. If it was if it was a politician or something, but but the comment was like was first and foremost, hey, you're not driving us out because this tornado caused enough destruction for us. <laughs> number one, but number two, they're like. Is this the kind of weather you guys get over here? Why do you want to live over here? Is, what is this, right? And so I just thought that was uh, certainly an interesting uh, tornado in our capital. Yeah, that is interesting. Oh, okay. I never heard of that, actually. Yeah. All right. Believe All right. it or not. I have one, too. And this one is um, on YouTube. I'll, I'll post it to the show notes, but this one, um, it's kind of cool because it's got five things in it, but I'll go, I'll go over the, at least the first one. So do you believe it or not? Do you, uh, have you ever heard of flowers in the Arctic? Well, I'm cheating a little bit because it's called frost flowers. Mm. And so mainly what? it's kind of like huh. an ice crystal type thing that forms into these flower, um, like they look like flowers oh, look at that. oh, and cool. you got to look at the That's video. Beautiful. It looks so like, I love anything with ice. It looks so cool. So they're not really flowers. They're not they really cool. floral. They yeah. Just, they're not they floral, look... but they call them flo uh, frost flowers. But as you go through this, it's Ebola, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as you go through it, there'll be, uh, believe it or not, is there snow natos? 
There was Brinicles. There was Up Lightning. And I love the last what, one. What was that? What was before Up light, Lightning? Up, oh, Brinicles. I'll Ooh, have to go back to it. Okay. But the last thing was, and can it, can you, can it rain fish? Believe it or not, can it rain fish? It can. Yes, mm -hmm. it can. I have seen, I think yeah. I shared that one time on a previous episode where that happened down in Mexico. Yep. Yeah. There was yeah, a, uh, that. the updraft was enough Ew. to actually literally, not, it wasn't sharks, right? But it, but yeah. it, was, right. it was fish. It was totally mackerel, wasn't it? But it, it is a very cool video if you want to check it out. Yeah. And, and we'll post it on the episode 90 show notes. So it's kind of fun to look at. I think that, and then those frost flowers, I love it. It's so pretty. They I got pretty. you, Michael. I got you, man. Send me a postcard. <laughs> Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. All right. It's time to check our mail, MJ. What do we got? Hey, we had our friends at Helicity uh, check in on Twitter. They uh, tagged Weather Fools and they tagged Stormfront Freaks. They said, I'll retweet this for fellow weather peeps who missed it because no one reads the newspaper anymore. Um, it was uh, a viewer complaint in Peoria uh, about a Bears game being interrupted by a weather warning or, or oh, multiple yeah. weather warnings again. Ooh. So another one of those folks that does yeah. that. But, uh, another one of those folks. Yeah. But we, <laughs> thank our, we thank our friends at Helicity, which, by the way, if you go to helicity.co, you can find uh, all of the Stormfront Freaks merch. <gasps> oh, show that. And the Miller merch. Check this out. That's I got a nice. Yes, and other great oh, things. That's, cool. that's pretty cool. And if you go there and use the code SFF at right. checkout, you get another oh, 10 Oh, Michael's got off. something. You're oh, right. look at his shoes. Oh, that's cool. oh, nice. What? Are those Nikes? Those yeah. are awesome. Are. Hey, what kind of radar image is that? Wait, are those the, uh, are those the KDs? Uh, I have no idea what they were. They came out. <laughs> Like three or four years ago, I have never worn them. I put them up on my. Uh, oh, that's uh, cool. cool. Those are cool. They are pretty cool. So All we right. want to, yeah. So we want to thank Felicity uh, for checking in on that, and uh, and and I want to thank all our folks uh, on the chat on the live chat tonight. Uh, quite a lively bunch and a lot of lively comments. Uh, so if you want to uh, give us some comments, uh, take a look at Facebook.com/slash/stormfrontfreaks or on Twitter, we are at stormfrontfreak. Or online at stormfrontfreaks.com. Hey, love hearing from you. And they kept the uh, comments positive. It's the first they, time I've seen awesome. thread that's all positive. Was there negative comments? Yeah, you got to have tough skin to be on this show. <laughs> you do. Wow. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's because I'm here. Everyone's being positive. I know. Yeah, that's that's it. It exactly. Yeah. It all right. Well, that I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, as MJ said, thanks for listening or watching. Uh, before I reveal who our next guest is going to be, if you do enjoy the show, please do us a favor and, and leave us a great review on your podcast app, written review if you can, and we'll certainly share that next time. Or you can just tag us on your social media account uh, so we can share that on our next show. But also don't forget to subscribe or follow us. And, and you do that just by hitting your uh, podcast app, subscribe or follow button. And uh, works like a magazine or a newspaper subscription. It's always free, and it just means uh, if you subscribe or follow us, you'll get notified the minute our uh, next show gets released, and it'll pop up right away in your uh, inbox so that you can listen. Uh, special thanks tonight, Michael. Thank you for much. Had uh, had a great time, and our next episode is in two weeks. We're going to be recording on October thirty first. 
Spooky. October 31st, we're going to be with meteorologist in the Office of Emergency Preparedness at the University of Oklahoma. Kevin Claysell will be our guest. Uh, if you'd like to watch the recording live, it's going to be 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. So you can get the kiddo, kiddos back from trick-or-treating and uh, join us. Just check out our YouTube channel by searching Stormfront Freaks. And if uh, we're nice enough to MJ, maybe we'll be on Facebook Live by then, too. Who knows? Hey, Phil. Yeah. Phil, can we bring back Kim's uh, skeletons? Ooh, yeah. We, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. sure. Oh, my God. Sure. Always. Oh, just, man, a, I'm that. just an excerpt of it. No. Yeah. I told you, Phil. I told you the skeletons would come back. We'll, we'll, we'll try and show that. So for MJ, Maz, Dina, Brady, and Michael, uh, I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.